Turn your attention now, though, to an issue that many of you have raised with us in relation to uh, the details that have come out over the last number of days for an Oireachtas committee about how some people were treated in terms of debt write-downs as the country and financial institutions like AIB worked their way through the financial disaster, the crash, the bad debts as a result from the property crash in this country. Very high-profile case of DJ Carey in the news over the last number of, of weeks in relation to that and the high level of write-down that he got in his particular case. One listener gets in touch with us saying they wish to remain anonymous. Jury, I'm so angry and bitter listening to the news and reading the media coverage over the past number of days about the AIB write-down of absolutely huge sums of money off loans taken out by some AIB customers. We were AIB customers in the early 2000s. We had a business that folded in 2009 leaving us with an AIB business overdraft of €30,000. We also had supplier debt in excess of €200,000. We'd also remortgaged with another bank in the years prior to our business closing down. We ended up with a high court judgment against us our private dwelling house from the supplier. We have been in financial difficulty for the past 14 years. In late 2021, we began the process of applying for personal insolvency. At this point, we were in mortgage arrears, but had been in an alternative repayment arrangement, which was now coming to an end. MABS, the Money Advice and Budgeting Service, advised personal insolvency was the only option available to us. Over the 14 years, we'd paid back over €9,000 to AIB off the 30000 overdraft. We met with the PIP, the PIP consultants, and went through the process. The court case to approve the personal insolvency arrangement in court was December 2022. But at the creditors' meeting, which comprised AIB, the mortgage provider, and the supplier, AIB objected to the proposal for repayment put forward by the PIP consultants, which we would be paying for six years. It would be a struggle for us financially, but we want to pay off our fair share of the debt. This resulted in another court date in January 2023, but barristers had to be instructed to act on our behalf at a cost to the state of approximately €15,000. This was covered by free legal aid on our behalf. AIB were put to put forward a case at the court hearing. They never put in an objection in the end and our proposal was granted. But this delayed the process by a couple of months, not to mention the unnecessary cost involved. AIB have already received more than 33% of the loan paid back. This was a fraction of the overall debt which was being restructured under the PIP. There was no offer of a write-down from AIB for us. But we are nobodies in the financial world and it makes us very angry to see people we feel getting away with these incredulous loan write-downs. We're very ordinary, hard-working people who have continued to work and are trying to repay our debt in a fair way that still guaranteed the protection of our family home. We have no assets or other property. We have no respect for AIB and how they've handled our case in comparison to these other individuals who've obtained these huge write-downs. We don't want to be bitter about this whole experience. We made a decision to go into business. It didn't work out and at a huge cost to us. But it's the same old story again. People who have assets and property and astronomical loans are treated completely differently to the ordinary working man. It's disgraceful and shameful and everyone should be treated fairly. That comes in from an anonymous listener. Well, if you have a view on that, what do you think of that particular situation? Um, with me on the line to talk about it in more detail now, I've got financial advisor, of course, Padraig Kassan of Padraig Kassan Financial Services. Padraig, good morning to you and thanks for joining us in the programme to talk about this. Jerry, good morning. How are you? Very good. This this tells its own story of the legacy that's still being unwound for many people. Trouble in 2009, court dates in 2022. The world has changed in between, but we still have problems. Can you understand the frustration, I suppose, first up, of this person looking at 
the high profile cases we've heard about lately? Uh, 100% I mean it's it's a hugely emotive issue um, when you're looking at the stress of trying to resolve what appears like uh, a never ending cycle of debt and trying to get out of debt thankfully the personal insolvency practice um, improve matters for a lot of people but when you see high profile cases and then it moves to a number of 1900 people that had levels of loan written down it of course creates frustration because did they get better than me or did I get worse than them is always the question that's going to arise and I don't want to appear sounding like a bank about every case is individual and every case is but, but it, is, it is the case the concern that I would have here is the objection being the lower debtor um, in the levels of what you spoke about um, is what I would say AIB appears to have frustrated the process as much as anything else and then to relent and not put any further objections when the matter got moved yeah, to court. On, on a separate, an entirely separate issue from the frustration this person has about who might want to got better than them or high profile people and, and those sort of feelings. The process they described there, if it's as they described, that doesn't seem to make any sense to me. It actually costs the state €15,000, which doesn't make any sense to me. And that's the point. And what I would assure the, 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 the person who wrote in is I will refer that to Jim O'Keefe, who appeared at the Oireachtas yesterday, who was on the uh, Irish Banking Culture Board with me. I will certainly refer the case and say, Jerry, uh, to Jim, is, was it deliberately frustrating the process or... Is it, and, and what he what he tried to do yesterday, Jerry, was explain what they what they do in terms of every case. A lot of people engage, a lot of people come on board, and they do. When I hear people up in arms about the size of write downs and so forth, a lot of these people are there's no means to repay the debt. So, in some respects, there was three properties involved taking the high-profile case, and I don't want to mention the names of, of, of people, sure, but the high-profile sure. case. There was three properties involved there that were sold. While the judgment was for the entire amount, I don't know what those properties sold for and what the eventual amount that was written off was. Um, but one, there was two in, 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 in the K-Club and there was one in Mount Julia, which would have been substantial properties and forming a large part of the actual debt. The, but in the broader aspect of things, the, the, the concern people have, and I've had some phone calls of how come I didn't get this and how come I, uh, they got that. Every case is, is assumed. Everything that is able to be put on the table needs to be put on the table because there are sworn statements of the position at the time. But I can absolutely um, understand the frustrations where somebody who went through, for what, in regards to AIB, is a very small amount of money when it looked at the overall position that they were in and for the smallest debtor to be frustrating the process. Now, the court does not take kindly to the lower debtor objecting to the bigger picture, for want of a simple way of putting it. And that's probably why AIB didn't come in with their further objections in the court process because the judge would have thrown the book at them yeah. um, because they, they, they're frustrating the process. Now, is that a consistent carry-on that has happened? I don't know, but I know he, he was, um, I think it was Robert Troy, yes, sir, brought up a case at, at, at the uh, Aroctus similar and said, how come he didn't get this compared to the more high-profile ones? But I would absolutely be certain that there isn't a policy there for the bigger more better known accounts or bigger accounts yeah. get different treatments. So, so that uh, saying it, that came out out of the crash, Patrick, people felt, well, you know what, you're better off owing 30 million to the bank rather than 30,000 to the bank. 
The, well, the, the group that actually took the larger ones and the very, very big ones was NANA, actually. They, yeah. were, the, they were the vulture bank that, that took all of the, let's say... The major ones, over 20 million, I think, was it? Was that the so limit or was it over 5 million? There, so there was different parameters to it at the time. They had to establish that. And there was wrong done there as well because a lot of, a lot of developers, if they had been given the time, would have probably recovered. And all, it, this all revolved around a period of time during 2008-9 when the, the, the backside fell out of the entire economy and people actually didn't know what to do. Yeah. And banks, I'm certain, didn't know how to handle the level of debts that were outstanding and no ability or some ability to repay. And they, they took a view that they were going to be hardballing people initially, then the personal solvency practice was set up and that at least gave people genuine people a route to keeping the ownership of their home and there are now very strong protections in place for people who are genuine and making an effort within their affordabilities yeah they will not lose their home in ireland and, and that, yeah. that's the thing that yeah. people need to be really and that, sure that happened here notwithstanding the frustration they have at seeing the high profile case and the frustration about the delay they say AIB called the pointless delay they feel they still got to stay in their family home they're still in an arrangement tough as it may be they will come out the other side of it because of the way things are done now, that there's a better system of bankruptcy and insolvency in this country. Yes, but but also, though, if, if I'm at the kitchen table of that person this morning and you're reading the papers and listening to what's said in the Oireachtas, I can absolutely understand the, 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 the anger that, oh, did we get what was right for yeah. us? Now, at the time when they agreed it, it was what was right for them, but I can understand the question being applied retrospectively now, saying, well, if we hadn't done it and we hadn't been as honest as we are, would we have got... I can understand all of those emotions coming into people's minds, but what I would like for the customer, because of the anger and the frustration, that doesn't help anybody. The deal is done. The deal is is there for them, and it has given them certainty. Particularly, in, it isn't without pain, Jerry, and yeah. it shouldn't be without pain. No, but at least they have the certainty of home ownership. Yeah, Patrick, in the wider sense of finally, where are we with all of this? Where are the banks with all of this? These processes that have that have taken place. Uh, it's not a perfect system, but it's a much improved system. Like it was completely not fit for purpose when the crash happened. The way we dealt with these cases, are, are we still working through it? Have we much more to go in terms of fourteen years well, on? Well, I suppose that there's, there's a couple of things. Um, I was actually at the Oireachtas the day before myself presenting with regard to vulture funds and what they're charging people, which is a whole other area, Jerry, that, that, and I'm sure you're, there's many listeners out there that are stuck with vulture funds yeah. and are essentially bank-locked. But in regards to the biggest concern at the moment, Jerry, is with the increasing interest rates that are happening and the inflationary pressures and the economic pressures that are happening again, I would say if arrears problems start to arise now, there is at this time at least a process that people will deal with. And what I give as constant advice, even if you have paid nothing for a period, it is never too late to contact either the person's solvency practice or the, the lender themselves to, to talk to them about the situation. The the process of repossessing homes in this country is extraordinarily difficult. You saw the numbers he mentioned yesterday. Very few, I think it was eight or something, have been repossessed. So banks do not repossess homes in Ireland, provided the person is engaging, and that's the key message all of the time. Yeah. Now, I can understand that an, uh, a message can fall out when you hear of the larger write-downs and so forth, but you can be certain the individual that had that large down, his journey to that position has not been easy either and not without stress and pain and hurt and all of the other things that will go with it. I can understand how it might appear 
in a collective as unfair to an individual who didn't get the same level of write down but circumstances can be different and the assessment of those circumstances <clears throat> the bank have reassured the Iraq to say that they have a consistent process I don't want to sound like a but each case is individual and if somebody isn't happy and if somebody isn't um, satisfied with the arrangement well then you have to go and make sure the arrangement works for you and there is a process to challenge that so that everybody is happy and, and it's like every mediation process nobody will leave fully happy but both parties should at least wake up the following morning glad that there is a process in place yeah yeah that's a fair point Patrick listen we'll leave it there thanks very much for talking to us and going through that for us on the programme this morning not at all you're welcome Jerry.